Welcome back, guys, to the Multidimensional Journey YouTube channel and the Multidimensional Journey podcast. This is your host, Ayahuasca Carr. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And if you are new here, this channel and podcast is all about mental health, spirituality, wellness. We talk a lot about ayahuasca and non-ordinary states of consciousness on here. So thanks for being here. Thank you for trusting yourself. Thank you for doing and being wherever you're at in your current uh, season trajectory of your life. And um, so today we're going to be talking about this kind of like fine edge that I've witnessed in myself and also the ayahuasca community. Um, and it's really important. So it's, it's basically the situation that maybe you've read about, or maybe you witnessed in somebody else, or maybe even in yourself where you're like, do I do the ceremony or not? Whether it's your first, you're, you're well deep in, or you've been doing it forever. Um, and I see this a lot with individuals who are doing multiple nights in a row. And, um, and we'll get into my opinions about multiple nights in a row here in a second. So we'll, we'll get into that. Um, but before we kind of dive into it, um, check out all the links below, uh, my upcoming workshops, my breathwork journeys, how to work with me one-on-one and definitely very exciting. Please, please check out, um, my new ayahuasca preparation course. I'm giving it away for free. It's yours. Take it please. Um, because I'm just realizing that, um, you know, if you have been following me or, you know, not following me, I don't even know if that's the right word, but that's just like what my brain says. If you've been watching my YouTube channel, listening to my podcast, you're interested in ayahuasca, you have definitely noticed that, you know, I had an experience in the jungle that changed my entire trajectory and how I see this practice and all these things. So the course is a culmination of a lot of um, really important, very important things to keep you safe and to empower you. And I did have a price point on it. It wasn't very big, by the way. It was not big at all. Um, but I've just decided just like, like, just take it, please. You know, if you're interested in this path, it's it's over three hours of content. Uh, it's actually um, like there's nice visuals and music in it too. And um, I've also developed a Facebook community for, for anyone who wants to ask continuing questions about this work. So check that out if you would like. So, so I actually just read a post about this and, and the post was... Um, basically someone was describing that they went to a retreat center and their their first night in the ceremony was very overwhelming and they immediately regretted um, taking the ayahuasca. And these are just my projections, by the way, my projections plus based on people I've worked with and actually patterns that I've seen. So, um, and I thought like, mm, I wonder what their preparation was like and I wonder what the setting was like. And I'm, of course, if you know me, I'm definitely wondering, uh, did they do a titration protocol? So anytime I hear about overwhelm and someone shutting down in their ayahuasca experience, something went wrong in either one of these three things. The set wasn't prepared, the setting was poor, or their dose was too high. And so this person is now, you know, they're asking for advice. They're like, hey, do I go to the second ceremony? You know, they know it's ultimately up to them, but do I go to the next one? And this is, um, this is a question that I have wrestled with before, you know, when I've sat multiple nights in a row or even just one night, I'm not really a multiple night in a row person. I've never really, um, deeply desired it. Even when I've been invited or I've been in containers where there are, are multiple nights, I have asked to just do one night. And I really think that, you know, it's, it's such a fine edge, right? So this is why I feel like I teach what I teach because, um, it's this dance between discernment and is this the container I actually want to go deeper in? And do I trust myself enough to say no when I know it's a no for me and not feel any external pressure? I've worked with so many people that just push themselves through another ceremony because of FOMO, because the facilitator or the shaman said like, hey, like, you know, are you coming here? Like, are you gonna get what you come, are you going to, are you getting what you came here for essentially? Like, and it's like, hey, we gotta really push through these blocks. 
And I find this very disempowering. I find this very, um, I don't think anyone is trying to do actual harm. Although of course that can also be like potential as well. So this isn't about blaming, but I really think like facilitators really need to know they need to trust participants that they know what they need. And I find this over and over again that there's like this, like, we know what you need and I know which dose you need. And like, oh man, that, that one right there, like I could go on a soapbox forever, but I think I did a podcast or YouTube about, um, I've worked with people uh, personally coming out of these experiences and I've actually witnessed it where I think it's a, a big uh, hole in the ayahuasca community where we're intuitively guessing what this person needs dose wise when in actuality, that's that's not safe at all. You know, like we need to titrate somebody into an experience because we have no idea how their nervous system is going to respond, right? So to say like, oh, I believe in spirit guides, I believe in intuition, I believe in all of that, but that's a large order on both ends, the responsibility of this facilitator and the participant if we're just guessing like, yeah, this person can take this much and then it just usually ends up being like too much, too much, too much. So not always, of course, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm, um, <laughs> I always seem to be kind of veering on the shadow side of things. Right. So, so if I, you know, if this person came to me and they were like, and they were, if they were working with me and they called me up because usually when I have clients go into initial ayahuasca experiences or they're really experienced, I'm with them. I'm, I'm texting them. I'm checking in with them. Hey, how are you feeling? What's going on? What came up for you last night? And they've gone through my preparation protocol. So I warned them about certain things that can happen. So they have this this insight, right? Um, they have the discernment, right? But they are ultimately their own knower, but they have the discernment and they have the eyes of somebody, the eyes, the ears, the mouth <laughs> of somebody who's had a hundred plus ayahuasca experiences to be like, hey, green light, red light, yellow light, you know, look out for these things, trust yourself, you know, all this stuff. So if this person was working with me and they said, well, first of all, they would have titrated themselves. So they probably wouldn't have ended up getting overwhelmed by their dose. And I'm, I'm like almost afraid right now because I'm like, do I sound egotistical? But I'm just going to go with it because I I don't think it's egotistical because I've just witnessed so many people. It's like, it's this motion right here. Pretend I'm the facilitator and I'm like, boom, and I'm giving you a cup. As a participant with no experience and no insight, you're just going to be like, I trust this. I trust you, right? That is the default. So, but that that's not always safe, right? And so what's safer is starting off somebody with a lower dose, you know, not these like full brimming cups, right? It's like, ugh. so anyway, um, so if this person was working with me, number one, that would have been prevented, but let's just pretend, you know, they messaged me after this experience and they're, they're in the middle of the retreat. I would have been like, what, what does your body tell you that you need? What are you feeling? What's inside of you? And whatever it is, what are ways that we can number one, keep you safe, and uh, I also like to remind people that this is not the only experience that you will ever have. There's, there seems to be this like pressure with ayahuasca experiences that I notice. Like if I signed up for two or three or a week, I gotta do them all, you know. And I've, I have never, I have never been that way, you know. When I got to Peru, um, I mean, man, we were doing purgatives like right. <laughs> I feel like right, right as we got off the airplane, like right when we hit the ground running, it's like we were like throwing up and like all these things. And we're all disoriented because we're from like different countries and like we're like culture shock and like all all these things. And um, so the first, <laughs> like the second or third day we were there, we were right in a ceremony, right? Um, and just a reminder, like, this is my experience. I'm just speaking from my heart. I'm not judging anyone. This is just, you know, this is just my experience. So, and then that Wednesday, I was like, I'm good. 
I'm solid. Like I want a break already. And I'm only here in the first week. So, um, uh, so I mean, and so the facilitators were very much like, um, no blaming, no judging. This is just an area that we can all grow from. Um, like, Hey, are you sure? Like, do you, you know, it's like, it was like airing on the side of like, come to the ceremony, like you're going to miss out. And it's like, and it's really challenged me to be like, damn, I really got to be solid about my boundaries here. You know, like, no, I'm okay. Like I threw up with the purgatives, had an interesting Monday. I need a break. I'm, I got eight weeks here. I'm good. I'm solid. And, um, so I really had to know my own edge and I had to own it. I had to feel like being like, no, being feeling very comfortable in my no. And then that Friday, that's when the trauma would happen that I've talked about a lot on here, but essentially anyway, back to, to this person who's sharing, um, and like I said, read, read a random comment, but he, this person is not alone. There's many people like in this scenario. Um, and I would say like, yeah, what feels right for you? What do you feel like you need? You know, rather than looking to anyone else other than your own nervous system, you know, and I would also ask the questions, um, do you feel safe? Do you feel safe? <laughs> do you feel safe? Do you feel safe? Do you feel safe? And do you feel like you have the stamina, you know? And, you know, what can we do to make you feel safe and more comfortable? Or what can you do to make yourself feel more regulated, more safe? And of course, how can I support you? And I would ask permission, you know, may I share my own experience? You know, sharing my experience, strength and hope, not to project, but to give insight, empathize, but ultimately they get to choose what's best for them. And yeah, so I think like if you have been in this scenario or you're preparing to be in multiple nights, I think it's really important like when we're so i see this so much and this is why i made this course and why i'm just making it free because i i'm just like i'm kind of i mean if i'm being super honest um wow um i guess like because i've experienced like this really traumatic experience like i guess i have um some anger around it you know like and it's i really do feel like that anger is transmuting into a passion and a fire it's like a fierce protector like Mahakala, right? The Buddhist deity, Mahakala, fierce protector. And like, yeah, I'm gonna protect people. I'm like, you gotta know what you're looking at because you know, if you don't, it could get real fucked real quick. So, um, so like, where, where was I going with that? <laughs> Sorry guys. Um, so with the multiple nights, in, okay, there we go. Um, if you're brand new, brand new to this practice and you're walking into a group experience and like, gosh, another layer of unfamiliarity and novelty to the nervous system in a different country with a different culture. It's like, oh, there are so many layers here. Um, it's like really taking into consideration what am I going to need to feel safe in those types of experiences? And that's also why in the course, I was getting a little lost in thought, sorry. Um, that's why in the course I talk about, you know, set, setting, and number one always is learning how to titrate your own dose, meaning going slow and how to have that conversation with the facilitator. Um, because that's really important to advocate for yourself and be like, I want to start off slow. And really what this does is it allows you to, with all the unknowns going on, the last thing you want is to feel chaotic in chaos, internally chaotic in a chaotic environment. That is a recipe for traumatization. That's it, right? That is it. So what what is the best protective factor? Because I've even asked, I've even tried to go as far as like, um, Although I think there is something you can do. I don't know what it is exactly. Um, but there's like very little things that we can do to stop the ayahuasca experience. And I, I thought, I thought, I think if you're listening to this and like you're a chemical engineer, like please think of a way to interrupt the DMT process <laughs> because that would be, I think that would be really good. But anyways, I digress. Um, 
the until that's invented, right? The best way is to titrate your dose slowly. So that way you can <sighs> sit back, lay down, observe slowly how this medicine or this these plants are affecting you. You're set along with how's the setting? How's the setting? How is the setting? How are people responding themselves and how are they being held? Because you know, say you're an hour, two hours in and you're like, it's going pretty good. It's going pretty smooth. Cause you got eight hours. You got like eight, six, eight hours to go as deep as you want. So it's like, um, once you have, have some understanding of the energy in the room, it's like, okay, maybe I'm ready to just go a little deeper. So this is different from taking a large dose up front, right? So when you take that large dose up front, it could, I mean, it could go beautiful too. It could go great. But I'm going back to this, what this guy shared, which I resonated with. And now this is like, you know, this is like, this is, this is what I talk about and, you know, all the things about harm reduction these days. So when I take it up front, it, it has the potential to, to be really big. It could be really big in a, in a ple- pleasurable way, challenging, but pleasurable. Because challenging is different than traumatic, right? Challenging is different than traumatic. Challenging means like I'm moving through it. I'm moving that energy. I'm one with the experience. Traumatic is I'm shutting down, I'm contracting, and I'm white knuckling, and I can't wait for this to be over. So, um, <laughs> it's like, so, um, so, so yeah, that's that's the beauty of titrating because it gives you a choice along the way rather than if you do it all up front, you're fully invested. And so I really thought about the person who wrote this when I was reading it because I was like, wow, that must have been really difficult. I don't know how difficult it must have been, but. Um, the, other, the other thing it made me think too is like once again bringing up that pressure that I often see with people that we got to keep going if we signed up for multiple nights and once again that doesn't even need to be your scenario if you're like I mean one in my mind I'm like one night is enough oh man wow but that that's just me right you know um, but you everyone has to check in with like their own nervous system and like what do I have the capacity for right because that's what it comes down to is like do I trust myself do I feel safe do I have the stamina? All of, all of these things, right? Which is so subtle, yet profound in each and every one of us. So we really got to be checking in and we really got to just be honest with ourselves. Whether it's like, yeah, I'm ready to go, ready to dive deep, or like, this is a red light, red flag, no. And so I think oftentimes participants, like, I don't, I don't want to say they And this is me too. I don't want to say they feel bad to speak up for themselves, but there's this subtle power differential because I do really think this is the the responsibility of the facilitators to be like, hey, if you need help, this is how you can ask for it. If you feel like things are going to get overstimulating in the room, we have a quiet room over here for you. If if you decide you don't want to do any of the ceremonies, then that's okay. You know, good on you for, I'm hearing my holotropic breathwork teacher right now. She always says, good on you. I just met her too, but (laughs) profound woman. Anyway, so, um, where was I at? I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So if you don't want to do multiple nights, then, then go like, it's okay. We'll support you. We'll, we'll make sure you get home. Okay. Right. Or come to the ceremonies and don't drink. That's okay too. There's a lot to, I mean, that's true. I've been to lots of ceremonies where I didn't drink. That's what I did when I had my chaotic experience in Peru. I didn't drink for two weeks because who would want to after what happened. Right. Um, so I just think like, I loved him, this person being so vulnerable, I mean, it was such a vulnerable share. And I guess the other thing to say too, in the comments, everyone was saying like, hey, you should just do it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like you should just, just go do the ceremony. And I'm like, oh no, like, it's like, yeah, no one's being curious. No one's inquiring. We're just telling somebody what to do. And And that's the other thing I continue to see is 
it's it's just tough. It's just tough, you know, because we really got to know ourselves. But everyone really rushed to be like, you know, just go for it, just jump in. Like, um, I don't know. It's like, you know, I don't know how that person ended up taking it, but I, I would have loved to see like more questions and curiosities and like, well, can you share more about how you're feeling in your body? Can you share more about how that, you know, what happened for you, you know, to help them reflect more deeply. So anyway, that that's, that's my vision for a trauma-informed ayahuasca uh, experience for the modern Westerner, because this isn't this, I don't, none of what I say applies to people who've been, who've been drinking and practicing with ayahuasca for a millennia. At least I don't think so because their DNA and their connection is deep, deep. It's in their DNA. And I think the thing that we continue need to, we need to realize as Westerners is that, um, I mean, my assumption, I could be wrong, you know, but it's not in our DNA. We're actually like learning how to integrate that, you know, and, and not only that, but we all have different nervous systems and, and all these different things in the, in the ways we perceive things. And like, yeah, there's just so many variables. So long story short, listen to yourself. You know what you want, you know what you need. And if you don't, you can definitely ask for help. And it's really up to the facilitator to empower you in a decision that's going to be right for you. So I hope sharing some of this was helpful. And if you want to check out my ayahuasca preparation course where I go over all of this and way, 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 way more, you can get it for free down below. And like I said, you can join my newsletter. You can join my Facebook community so you can connect with like-minded individuals. And I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Uh, be sure to leave the podcast a review. Um, hit the like button on the YouTube channel. Hit subscribe. All those things really help me thrive. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'll see you guys next time. Take care and bye.